2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 You heard it straight in Vegas. Steve Cofield along with R.J. Bell. And in the wise guy chair,
3: college specialist. And we'll be getting into some college basketball. Big matchup Saturday. Brad Powers.
2: The Vegas lead tonight has been overtaken by Tom Brady and his thumb. And news coming from all directions. And news coming out of Vegas. And line moves. So where are we right now about, what, 11 hours since you tweeted out, hey, I'm hearing this injury, there's some you know, real depth to this injury, and people want to move this line, and it may fall to 7 and guess what happened during the day? It fell to Patriots minus 7.
3: Yeah, we had that one right. First, let's talk pre-today, and then in a minute or so, we've got Colin Cowherd actually talked about my tweet at some length, and we'll listen to that first. But line opened up. New England at home, obviously favored by nine and a half. I actually thought it could even come in higher, but obviously Jacksonville looked surprisingly good. It's one thing to win the game, and I know the margin at the end was fairly modest, but they had control the Jags of that Steeler game, to my you know fan lament, and <laughs> you know it, it dropped nine pretty quick, right? So there was some Jacksonville money. And then it started drifting, you know, maybe eight and a half, but it was eight and a half, nine. Then Wednesday you hear about the hands hurt, right? No, you know, I think it was general skepticism about anything that comes out of New England, almost like the George Costanza. Like if they say left, you think it's right. They say right, you think it's left. So I didn't get any real sense that people took the hand injury seriously on Wednesday. Steve, you're doing multiple hours a day, Vegas talk radio what was your take on what the average fan, what the average media was thinking on Wednesday?
2: Well, I think the battle of the last, or those two days, Wednesday and Thursday, was is this fake news? Is it Belichick with a smoke screen? But then on the flip side of that, it's like, would he actually sit out, practice to pre- you know, present a smoke screen? Is he going to go that far to try to dupe the opposition? Which I think that logic is exactly correct and one that
3: we're going to explore here. So he did miss and then, and then Thursday he missed. And, and to me, Thursday is a key day with the idea of the last day with any kind of aggression or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, obviously over the years, the amount of contact and all that in the NFL has dropped drastically. But Thursday is the last sort of real practice, right? So when he missed that, it was like, wow. So it was moving towards seven and a half. But let's be clear. In the NFL, there are key numbers, which are 3, 7, 10, 14, 17, 21, variations of 3 and 7. Why? Because football is scored with 3s and 7s. Now, missed extra points, safeties, all kind of things, right? But in general, the most common margin in the NFL is 3, and then 7 is next. Uh, 8 and 9 happens very rarely. So going from nine to eight to seven and a half doesn't mean as much together as going from seven and a half to seven. So this morning I'm up early, got a first text from someone I respect, a five figure batter, 10,000 a game type guy saying, I know a guy I trust. Brady's hand is worse than anyone thinks I'm betting this big now. I trust that kind of feedback. I might even bet upon that kind of feedback. I'm not going to put it out there. And anyone that follows me on Twitter,
0: his Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas
3: knows that I probably say my inside sources told me what about six times a year, every other month. And sometimes it might be two days in a row and then nothing for four months. I try to share it but I know I've worked very hard and let's be candid sports batters in general uh, that try to provide information especially this is a history in this industry that's shady and we at pregame.com <laughs> work really hard to get beyond that and we've you know and I'm proud of what we've done in that regard but you know one mistake for me hurts this industry hurts me hurts pregame More than a mistake even from uh, like a CNN or whatever. They're like, oh, they report a bunch. And, you know, obviously we can debate fake news and all that if we wanted to get political. But in general, the best organizations in the world make mistakes. I'd rather put out six things a year and be six out of six than put out 26 and be 25 out of 26. You might say, hey, 25 out of 26 sounds great. But that one mistake people are going to hold on to for a long, long time. So I waited. I waited. But then I got a second contact, unrelated, telling me pretty much the same thing. At that point, I put it out, and it's something Colin talked about. So maybe let's get his take on it first, and then we can break it down.
4: This according to RJBellPregame.com. Multiple private sources are telling me that Brady's hand injury is worse than the mainstream thinks. And they expect the Patriots line to drop to seven. Now, whether you bet or not, doesn't really matter. That's a small percentage of my viewers or listeners. Uh, What it tells you is uh, this is a real story. Now, it's quite possible that it's not severe enough. But just think about it like this. What was that thing New England got in trouble with? It was deflate gate. And that was ball deflation. Well, why did they deflate the ball? So Tom gets a better grip in the football. Tom throws a very, very tight spiral. He doesn't have a great arm, but through hip torque and a grip, he has a very tight spiral, which works very well in the lousy winter weather of Foxborough. If he has severe pain in his hand and the grip is off, that could affect Tom. Tom likes a smaller football. He really likes to be able to torque and turn. Could it affect the line? Well, it's moving.
3: And I think that, one, we can break down. And maybe let's start there. Uh, Open question is the idea of a Brady is affected more by his hand being hurt than another quarterback, like, let's say, a a more physical quarterback like a Big Ben. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Uh, It makes a a ton of sense. I mean, he doesn't have any other attributes uh, really about his game. It's how he moves in the pocket. He doesn't rely on his legs like a Roethlisberger does or a Cam Newton does. So his tight spirals is the major part of his game.
3: And I think with the weather being a factor, and it's not supposed to be horrible, but uh, January in New England, I think, in general, quarterbacks that don't throw as good a ball struggle as the weather gets worse.
2: I like the thought. I thought there were t- there are two factors to look into. One, we see him with a glove on. so is he going to play with a glove? Because that's got to affect grip, right? Not only strengthen your hand, but the glove changes things, doesn't it?
3: Now Big Ben, at um, many times and he has used the glove, and some guys believe that in certain weather, it helps them. But the question is, how is the glove how is the ball out of his hand with a glove in bad weather versus without, or in this case, with a glove? with a hindered hand versus without. But I think whatever the best between those two is, it's better without a glove, without a hurt hand. Right? So the very fact it's even in consideration he might wear a glove seems to be some admission that he'll be less
2: than 100%. I'll give you the other big factor reported today by, I think it was Tom Kern in the New England media, saying that when he did practice, he wasn't taking snaps under center. Michael, that, that's, that's a, that's a gigantic one.
3: Mike Lombardi talked about that. So, uh, former Belichick right-hand man, part of, uh, Bill Simmons ringer network. And I retweeted him and he talked about a couple of things. And one being that with a hurt hand, you're going to be less inclined to take snaps under center, which in theory affects your ability to mix up your plays, right? If if being a shotgun all the time was the optimal way to do it, that's what they do typically. So if you're going to be limited from either no, no under the center or only
2: a few or less under the center, that seems to be a negative too. It is. I think if that was the only negative, I could see them overcoming that. But if the strength of the hand is not there, you combine it with now having to change your playbook and limit the plays you call, yeah, it's a big deal. All right, so let's tell the story as it went. So as Colin read in the tweet, my
3: thought was this baby could go to seven Within about 90 minutes, it went to seven. Now, some people said, oh, RJ, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You made it move to seven." And my response would have been, I didn't send it out, <laughs> if I can move a NFL playoff line with a tweet, I wouldn't need Twitter. I wouldn't be on Twitter. I'd be on a private plane somewhere. So... But to me, the fact that that line got to seven, it doesn't mean Brady's hurt. It means people that bet serious money, that have serious money to bet because they win more than they lose, some of them think Brady's hurt. And that's what I'm reporting, right? I'm not reporting that Brady's hurt. How would I know that? Now, I've got two sources telling me he is, but I can't say that for sure. But what I can say for sure is serious people in, in Vegas and offshore think he's hurt. Let's
2: examine on the way back how well-sourced some of these big gamblers are and then more of the reaction around Vegas to this Tom Brady injury just the day and a half before the big games go down on Sunday. That's on the way. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
2: Rolling on straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Steve Cofield along with R.J. Bell. Brad Powers is in the wise guy's chair. We're examining the story around the country, really the story of the day into the weekend in Las Vegas. Tom Brady's thumb and what's happening with the line. Is it dumped today? Midweek, eight and a half. Patriots were favored against the Jags. It's now seven in several places But there's a a deeper dive we need to make on the line and where the sharps are on this because they don't agree on the severity of the injury.
3: Well, and and that's the thing about inside information. And that's a phrase that the tout industry has used over the years. And if you hear people using that, be wary. Because the idea that, oh, there's this guy in Vegas and he's got a big phone room and he's doing a bunch of outbound (laughs) calls... The idea that that guy's got inside info, very unlikely. and But it's something that, quite frankly, catches, it it, it inflames the imagination, right? Because we all want to think there's a short thing out there. I, I think that's a human instinct, right? So we'll take us behind the velvet ropes a little bit here in Vegas, and let's just tell the truth of this. The biggest bettors, these are the syndicates. These are the people who have groups of 10, 12, maybe 25 people that are a loose collection. They're betting. They're providing information. Some are given power ratings. Some are doing computer algorithms. And like any other business, there's a separation of responsibility, of expertise. And this is unequivocally true. The biggest syndicates in Vegas... We'll bet a hundred k on a college football game, no problem. Up to two hundred k on a college football game. So imagine if you had a really good pick, and you could bet two hundred k, then ten percent. Let's say ten percent is the typical ROI return on investment for a really good pick, and that's a high bar. Well, you're making twenty thousand bucks if you bet two hundred thousand over the long run per game. So. Imagine you're, and I'm just going to speak hypothetically, and I won't even name a school. You're a trainer in a, you know, smaller Big 12 type school, whereas you're not necessarily at Oklahoma, but maybe you are, right? Who's to say? And you're not the full, the first trainer, you're the second trainer, or maybe you're the student trainer. And anyone that's been around college football understands there's a lot of hangers-on around there. Now you connect with one person, and you're in the syndicate, and now the syndicate is going to actually incentivize you to find these people. So you're almost like, imagine like uh, guys are at the bus station, right? The old story in LA, they're at the bus station waiting for the girls to get off the bus from Nebraska and saying, hey, do you want to be in movies? Oh, by the way, though, you got to take your shirt off, right? They're recruiting these girls to try to get in the porn or whatever. Well, imagine the syndicates are trying to recruit people to go solicit trainers. Or whomever, administrative assistants, and tell them listen, maybe it's once a year, maybe it's once every other year, but one of your key players is hurt or someone's gonna get suspended because they got a DUI, get us that info first. If it meets a certain criteria, we'll pay you, let's say, five thousand dollars. Now, if you're making thirty five or forty thousand and you're thinking this isn't gonna hurt my team, is everyone gonna do it? No. But, Steve, you've been around UNLV for a long time, and we're not talking specifically about UNLV, but a program of that size, I mean, how hard would it be? Now, listen, the guys who's doing the recruiting, there's questions on the legality of this, right? So there's risk here. I'm not saying there's no risk, but I'm saying for those willing to take the legal risk, it almost seems impossible that they couldn't get one person in a program to make a quick text message from a
2: burner phone when they actually found something out, right or wrong, absolutely right there's very few if you're using college as an example there's very few schools that are airtight and i'm not sure any are right We just how's being nice i think I think yeah. you can get stuff from all of them can i can I build on this on the reliability of information? who do you think is more connected the the big betters or the media. I think the media is 95% of the time. In
3: fact, what the big batters try to do is be the first to get the reports from the media. But the information that is the most impactful is that 5% when the big batters get it first. Because then they're able to bet it big. And what you'll see all the time, and, and Brad, you're a college specialist, So, my gut feeling is this happens four or five times a year. I'd like to get your estimate on how often it does. There's a, no, remember, in college football, there is no requirement for injury reports, right? Some schools do it, some schools don't. Leagues or the NCAA don't dictate, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't. They do not. Okay. So, what you'll see is a team is favored by seven points. Lo and behold, on a Wednesday afternoon, it gets that bet down from 7 to 4. So now it's like, uh uh-oh, people are pessimistic about that favorite. And then two hours later, the announcement comes out, the starting quarterback's out. Like, literally, there's no rhyme or reason in the world that that line should move other than the information got out before the announcement. Just watching the lines, and I don't watch them. Every day, like Brad does in college, I do in the NFL, that happens probably on average five times a year. In yeah, college I'd football. agree with that. I'd agree with that. So think about it. There's no debate if this has happened or if this happens. There's no other reason a line in a game like Tulsa, like Baylor, like whatever is going to move four or five points. Two hours ahead of an announcement that the quarterback's out. What do we think happened? Someone called in, got to the right person. They got their 5,000, and there was 200,000 bet on the game. And so to me, does that happen in the NFL? Probably not quite like that because financially it's harder to incentivize someone that's part of the Patriots. Hey, listen, you've got a lot of low-paid guys even there. But what you'll get is people, quite frankly, that have relationships, that betters in Boston, let's yeah. say, that they went to school with the guy, right? That Like they were in each other's wedding. And just once a year, they meet at a certain place. They whisper in a bathroom. He hands him 10000 and he knows this buddy of his that was in his wedding is never going to tell,
2: and that stuff gets out. Yeah, if you don't believe this happens, you're foolish because without any sort of compensation, anything that you were talking about, I, I think folks just like to leak stuff to the media. Just it makes them feel good. Hey, you know what? I know something, and hey, there's a big time media guy, and I can just tell them the secrets. No doubt, and that's how the media gets a bunch of their. That's stuff. How we get most of it, and and but but with
3: batters, it is more nefarious because the theory is there's some kind of. You're probably not going to tell a big syndicate batter inside info without getting some remuneration in return.
2: Fox Sports Radio is going to be broadcasting live this uh, Wednesday at the Farmers. Insurance Open. Succeeding at the Farmers Insurance Open can all come down to experience. You need to know all the angles and understand the hazards to get the job done, whether choosing your club or choosing your insurance company. Farmers News. Experience matters. You can visit FarmersInsuranceOpen.com for tournament info. And remember, at Farmers, they've seen almost everything, so they know how to cover almost anything. It's Steve Cofield, R.J. Bell, and in the Wise Guys chair, Brad Powers. All right, so Brady, let's say he's out. What is the value of Tom Brady if he is somehow out and Brian Hoyer is in the game?
3: So just to be clear, and we won't spend time on this, I have no sense and no one I've talked to believes he's going to be out. And one way we can be pretty sure of that is you're not seeing the Patriots add a uh, third quarterback. Right, because if Brady weren't playing, they wouldn't want Hoyer in there without a backup quarterback, obviously. So we're gonna have a pretty good idea if there's any chance of that. I don't think I think the chance of Brady not playing is very small. I think the chance of him being limited, as we've talked about, is significant. The market says so, the Vegas market is saying so. With Hoyer, though, I think, and I've talked to bookmakers and betters about this. I think New England would still be favored, about a two-point favor. So Brady worth about seven points from the opening number and you know less than that, obviously, from the current number of seven. Now, you're
2: smirking, Kofi. I just wonder how the public would react. I, I think they would overreact and they'd figure, hey, Brady's worth seven, eight, nine points. But as you've pointed out many he, times in he, the past, Hoyer... Brady probably well, is relative yeah, to the opener. Yeah, yeah, and Hoyer's competent. Well, hey, I got
3: some heat on Twitter for this... And I'd like to hear what you guys think if I was starting a snake draft for the NFL for one game, Hoyer would be at the quarterback position my 24th pick. Hmm. I mean, 25
5: is the first
2: number I came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Steve? I guess it's in that range. I
5: think I'd go a little bit lower. I'd have to write out the whole list. I, I don't. You brought up many times the San Francisco 49ers stat, Jimmy G with also Hoyer, very competitive. Team. Ten games they played mm-hmm.
3: with either Jimmy G or Hoyer. They lost one game by more than three
2: points. So five of those with Hoyer. So we're back on Saturday with a two-hour show at 10 o'clock Pacific. So we're going to have plenty of time, two hours, probably 30, 45 minutes on each of these games. One other factor in the Patriots-Jaguars game, if we can move away from Brady for a second, is the... Angle of the officiating and if handicappers consider officiating and also consider sort of the league stance on what's good for the league and what it would mean for the league if the Patriots don't make the Super Bowl, what it means for the bottom line.
3: Well, let me say this. I think the NFL, you know, Watergate said follow the money. And to me, that's good advice in any endeavor that involves real money. Who's going to benefit from this? Dollars and cents wise. NFL has a multiple, multiple, hundred plus billion dollar brand, right? And that's why the NBA was so aggressive with Donahue, with the game fixing or the idea of any kind of corruption. Stern pretty quickly understood if we are perceived as a league, the NBA to be corrupt, then who's going to care about the games? And if your team loses, you're going to always have an ability to gripe, saying, "Oh, it was probably fixed." So they they tried to be very aggressive once they found out about Donahue. The idea of the NFL risking anything, any chance of being caught doing something truly nefarious, I think the chance of that is borderline zero. But let me pose the following for a minute. Let me pose the following for a minute. Is the idea that this game for New England? And them winning the game is probably the most impactful NFL game when it comes to the bottom line of the league in the last 10 years. Imagine the idea of Jacksonville versus either of these NFC teams. It would be one of the least attractive Super Bowls for the casual fan that we've seen in memory. And this coming off a year, that 9% down the ratings and double that, since two years before, if the Super Bowl somehow, now some people think they're imp- the Super Bowl is impervious. Doesn't matter the matchup. But if it goes down 10 million, that probably is 100 million worth of bad publicity for the two weeks after feeding into this narrative. So I believe the NFL is motivated for New England to win. And Steve, after the break, I'm going to tell you how they would do it if they did it. But first, here's Kevin
0: Figures with the latest. All right, guys, a seven-game slate on the NBA schedule Friday night. Headlined by the Lakers, defeating the Pacers in Los Angeles 99-86. Jordan Clarkson scoring 33 points on 14 of 19 shooting. That is a season high for him. Indiana shot just 2 for 25 from three-point range on the night. The Lakers not much better. They were 9 for 28 but did shoot 54% from the field overall. The Knicks eked out a 117-115 to 115 victory over the Jazz in Utah. Tim Hardaway Jr. with 31 points on 6 of 7 shooting from 3-point distance. Devin Booker scored 30 points while T.J. Warren chipped in 25 for the Suns as they beat the Nuggets in Denver. The Wizards had 6 players score in double figures including Bradley Beal and Kelly Oubre Jr. They each scored 26 points as the Wiz beat the Pistons 122 to 112. That's Detroit's 4th consecutive defeat. Wins for the Grizzlies and Nets. Raptors outlasted at the Spurs 86 to 83 to improve their home record to 17 and 3. Kawhi Lowry with 24 points for Toronto. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. One top 25 team in action in College Basketball Friday. ninth ring Michigan State destroyed Indiana 85 to 57. Elsewhere in the Big 10, Wisconsin beating Illinois 75 to 50. NHL victory for the victories for the Ducks, Panthers, and Canadians, and of course the big score story you guys have been, guys have been discussing the last couple of minutes. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, limited participant in practice on Friday as he continues to nurse a hand injury, was elusive when speaking to the media about the injury on Friday. He is listed as questionable for Sunday's AFC Championship game against Jacksonville. Back to straight out of Vegas. You
3: know that's a good point. One great word, elusive, right? <laughs>
2: Who wasn't elusive this week for the Patriots? Great work. Pervasive, elusive,
3: anything you can do. But let's talk about questionable. This is the first playoff game in Tom Brady's career that he's questionable or worse for. So he's been probable in multiple games, but first time questionable.
2: So we were discussing if folks in Vegas who are trying to get the right side in a game factor in what the league wants. It sounds very conspiratorial, but. There's, if we go a little deeper on this, is there a way the NFL could affect the game without you know, making it obvious?
3: And I'll tell you this, in the NBA playoffs, this is a serious consideration, as in what's the league's agenda, and especially when it comes to the idea of, hey, this could be a sweep, and they're going to miss three games. Uh, it's a significant factor. In the NFL, I can't remember this ever being discussed. I mean, like in any serious way. But this week, and on the Dream Preview, so if you go to pregame.com or my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas, we did about an hour 50 on two games. Steve Fezzik, the book, or the better, and he's here tomorrow night, all two hours, straight out of Vegas, 10 o'clock Pacific to midnight Pacific. And also Maddie Holt, who is the biggest bookmaker in Vegas, was in for the dream preview. And we talked about the idea of the Pats being the team that the NFL would want to advance and what it would mean because it was so pronounced this time. And both of them said it's a factor. So, Steve, what I want to share now, if you think it's a good idea, is the idea of how would the league do this? Do it. <laughs> I want to find out. I was just thinking, at some point there'd be like, I take a breath, you would do, something, and then I. Come I back want. To I, I'm dying.
2: <laughs> I'm dying. We talked earlier today, and uh, I don't know that you really filled me in. All right, now I, I really want to know now, national radio, how the NFL could do this. Hey, now. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is the simple way. <laughs> You know what I
3: could do is I could just talk to myself, I with, yeah. I can talk to myself like with the soundboard, right? You know what's going to happen? We can try that a
2: third time tomorrow, and I think yeah. I'll get it right. You
3: know? I mean, like, I could say something and then play this.
1: Women,
5: we can lay.
3: And, and, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be connected. How
2: would they do it, RJ? All right, here How we go. How could it happen? All right, if
3: you really want to hear it, here it is. Please. It would be with the officials. And note, and this is fascinating, actually. And note, they don't set these officials ahead of time. It'd be very easy, and maybe it'd be logical to say, okay, in the division round, these are going to be the officials. In the conference round, these are going to be the officials. They don't do that. They don't do that in the NBA. They don't don't even do that on a game-by-game basis in the NBA. Forget the series, right? So NFL, they got to choose their officials for this game. Now, if you wanted to increase the chance of New England winning, but maybe by the strict letter of the law not do anything wrong, I can promise you, I know for a fact, those NFL officials are profiled by the league in every way. Do they struggle against this kind of pass because they're a little overweight and they just can't get there to cover it and get a good view? How are they if it's cold? I mean, I can. Pro- they've got it all figured out. And one of the main metrics or two of the main metrics for an official in the NFL is how prone are they to be affected by the home crowd? Some people, if they think they're going to get booed like crazy, will throw less flags. Some people love it, like Rowdy Roddy Piper, bring it on, right? (laughs) And they've got numbers on how many penalties are thrown against home teams
2: versus away teams. 100% believable what you're saying, too. Because I think in basketball, in the NBA, in college basketball, oh, boy, I think they're affected by it. So, why? yeah, the NFL would look at it. And number two, absolutely. And number two is the
3: idea that some officials are quicker to flag in the defensive backfield. And I think this would be where they would accomplish it if they wanted to because Jacksonville has one of the most physical defenses in the NFL and the Patriots are a passing team. One extra pass interference. Now, again, not on purpose, but Mm -hmm. rather that's the propensity of the official. And one holding call that extends a drive, defensive holding, all of a sudden, New England's chances of winning the game go up significantly, and thus you put officials in that let the home crowd maybe affect them a little bit, and also call a few more defensive penalties.
2: You're saying overall that they could do this with any any team. Like, they Absolutely. could have done it the last four or five years in Absolutely. important spots with the mauling defensive backs, the Legion of Boom, Seattle. You would, I mean, so yes, they could do it there. They can but, decide how the you know it, not decide how it's called, but. Uh, Maybe angle the way it's going to be called, but one I way th- or the other. But I
3: think the NFL is smart. Listen, the NFL is full of billionaires. There's some yeah. smart people, right? It's easy to sit back and talk about how dumb the billionaires are, right? <laughs> They're not dumb. Let's start there. I think they probably don't because imagine an article from you know uh, some analytics site they said statistically the uh, we've taken the top 10% of officials that are prone to this and the bottom 10% that are prone to that and statistically that official should only these officials in this little universe this biased universe let's say should only have been in New England games 7% of the time in the playoffs but they were there 27%. Like if even that article was written it could cause so much negativity to the NFL I don't think they would do it systemically, but I think it's like it could
2: potentially be an ace in the I hole. I think they did the opposite. Cleet Blakeman is on the game. He hasn't worked a Patriots game in two years. And. But what does that mean? Tell and you. the games that. Well, I think from an, from an image standpoint, they, did, they didn't want someone who's familiar to uh, Patriot games, who's a, who so always seems to be on Patriot but games. But it doesn't
3: mean that he's not prone one way or the other to call
2: defensive penalties. It doesn't. But he right. just hasn't. I just. If someone wanted to accuse him of playing favorites, like he never does Patriot games and the other thing But is, they wouldn't do on, something
3: so obvious on
2: Patriot games, the Patriots, believe it or not, straight up are actually two and four when he's the official.
3: And, and, but it ha- it's been for, but this is a very different team yeah. than it was years ago. And, and they were a much more physical team years ago, right? And number two, I don't think it's so much to benefit New England. I think it would be to hurt Jacksonville because they are such a
2: physical team. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Steve Cofield, along with RJ Bell, Brad Powers is here. In the wise guy's chair, you had a, another great tweet and breaking news with sources on a story that was going down during the World Series, where a guy came into town, a mystery better, and was just slaughtering the books in the World Series.
3: Yeah, this one will go over quick because it's a it, it's some great info though, and I did tweet this out at RJ in Vegas. Is during the World Series, and we talked about it right here on Straight Out of Vegas. A guy showed up in town that had a limited. Um, profile in Vegas. He had bet, <laughs> and what was interesting is he had bet a bunch of UFC fights and was actually undefeated. He was either 7-0 and or 9-0. and I don't remember, but he had a heck of a run in the UFC. Big money, but okay, no big deal. But then he started with the World Series, right? Obviously the Dodgers and the Astros. And he bet game after game during the World Series. Was right every time. Game 7, we reported it Bef- uh, before game 6 got a ton of attention and it really caused an uproar because people were like no that's not true and the Washington Post I you know I was joking about it with you today on local radio Steve is literally I woke up one morning and my wife said hey the Washington Post did an exposé on your reporting I'm like wait a minute that that's the paper that brought down Watergate right brought down president nixon I was a little worried well luckily They gave us a big thumbs up, a big A-plus on the reporting, and it really was that big of a story. Well, since the World Series, no one in town that I've gotten a direct report from or no one else has said that I respect that he's bet again. Well, today I got a a DM and from a friend I trust that works down on the strip said the mystery bettor came in, bet over $100,000, on a UFC fight, it's the first bet he's made since the World Series, and you know, Steve, this might be the best tease we ever do because
2: <laughs> we're going to give that pick
3: when we come back. That
2: will tell you which fighter he's got over 100k on right here on Straight Out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight Out of Vegas.
2: Back here on Straight out of Vegas. Reminder our friends at Farmers Insurance have invited Fox Sports Radio back to broadcast live from the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in San Diego this Wednesday. Visit FarmersInsuranceOpen.com for tournament information. Join the conversation at FIO eighteen. That's hashtag FIO eighteen.
1: We are Farmers bum, 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 bum,
2: bum. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. In the wise guys chair, it is Brad Powers. We're like two minutes away from deep dive on college basketball, the Saturday action.
3: Maybe we should just tease till tomorrow. Not, <laughs>
2: not give him that UFC till tomorrow. Let's... I said two minutes! In these next two minutes!
3: <laughs> fast, right.
2: Fascinating hey, tale listen. of a giant better who is laying down big money in Vegas on another UFC fight, and he's almost unbeatable, it seems like, on the Ultimate Fighting Championship.
3: Well, to recap quickly, he won like seven, eight, nine straight. Reports vary. Before he started betting the World Series, won over $10 million. No one disagrees. Some say it was... 10, some say, 12, some say 14. He won over $10 million letting it ride in the World Series. And then he's bet six figures, first bet since the World Series. We broke it at RJ in Vegas. And Steve, I had a little trouble pronouncing this fighter's name because I'm not a UFC guy. I will say this, though. I bet made my first UFC bet 3400 to win two dimes because I trust this guy that much. Give us the pick. That's a lot. That's a lot of faith. UFC for 220 you, for it's the in squ- Boston. For the square chair.
2: Francis Nganu. Well, actually, like the other side. So, Francis Nganu is around minus 180. He's trying to get the championship. The champ is the dog, Stipe Miasic. They're not easy names. And they're both power punchers. Miasic is a little more well rounded. He could slow the fight let's down. He might take body. it to the ground. You don't
3: need your square chair analysis. I'm, th-
2: you, the, uh, the guy that this, won. Let's say this
3: the guy that won $10 million, Yeah. And me are on the same side. I know. And Steve Cofield is on the other side.
2: Fight expert at times, hey, Steve hey, Cofield. Let's just say this.
3: Let's just say this.
2: This is your wake-up call, pal.
3: Go to work. They know who to follow. Remember that 50
2: or 100 you try to get me on the uh, Belichick bet? <laughs> Would he be there or not? It's, good. it's all going on me, Asich. <laughs> so just to be clear, though, the bet that I made is on? Francis and Ngannou, and you got him at 170. At uh, 169. I mean, 169, he's around 180, 185 uh, going for the title. And
3: remember, guys, I made a big bet on this, but there are no sure things, right? And I don't care if it's a 10 million guy or not, but if you're going to follow someone, you might as follow the guy that won 10 million.
2: <laughs> big college basketball slate to get to. Your best bet. You have a really interesting angle here. We've got a Big Ten game, Ohio State and Minnesota.
5: Minnesota listed as a home game, but it's not a home game. It's not. My best bet is on the buckeyes, minus the nine here, red hot Ohio State team. But my you're looking for always looking for mispricing in the marketplace. And here's where I think the mispricing is in this particular game. This game's actually being played in Madison Square Garden, but all the sites that you can find out there as far as the line have Minnesota listed as the, the bottom team, which most of the time indicates that they're playing a home game. I don't think the market, at least most of maybe the square betters, aren't considering this as a neutral site game. And I would even argue, forget neutral site, Ohio State's going to have a significant crowd advantage. All that alumni base in New York City, a red-hot team that's unbeaten in Big Ten play, one of the most biggest surprises in the country. I love the value here on the Buckeyes.
3: Let's get to a few more games. Real quick, let's think how sharp this is. This is such a great concept. The idea, what are we looking for? As Brad said, mispricing. And the idea that some percentage of fans, not the big batters, not the 10,000-a-game batters, but some percentage of fans are going to glance at the schedule, 99 out of 100 or really you know, 199 out of 200 times, it's going to be the home team on the bottom. They're not going to see any asterisk, any at sign. They're thinking home team on the bottom, give them three, four points. And because they're going to say, oh, it must be value on this bottom team, I think that moves the line a half point or a point. It's a brilliant concept from Brad.
4: Check out the big brain on Brad.
2: Rankings are completely irrelevant. When I looked at the ranking this week and I saw Oklahoma, number four in the country, they're taking on Okie State. Your thoughts?
5: Yeah, n- most overrated team right now in the country. Number four in the AP poll. They're going to be dropping because they just lost the game. They're not even in the top 15 of my power rankings. Why are they overrated? They. Everyone's talking about this player, Trey Young, leads the country in scoring nearly 10 assists per game. He makes Oklahoma overrated. And I actually think he's been reading his own press clippings. How about 21 turnovers the last two games? Not a team himself. 21 turnovers. Big rivalry game on the road. I'm taking Oklahoma State plus the four and a half. One more rapid
2: fire. West Virginia taking on Texas.
5: West Virginia plays in a unique style. They call them Press Virginia. Well, guess what? Texas under Shaka Smart from VCU. They play that similar style. Covered all three matchups last year. They'll cover this one. Take the Longhorns plus the nine. All three against West Virginia? All three against West Virginia. Dream preview. How long? Hour 50 on two games, man. Deep dive with the wise guys.
2: That kind of rhymes. And, yeah, deep dive with the wise guys. Fezzik and the best bookmaker in town, Matt Holt.
3: Yeah, biggest bookmaker, super articulate, and he shares a ton of information.
2: A lot of bookmakers hold it back. They're selfish. He shares. Jonas Knox is on the way. We are back on Saturday at 10 o'clock Pacific, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas! Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
3: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust.